you know, like they had these really thin thighs and my thighs were rubbed together. And uh, the reason I became a dietitian is because I had an eating disorder. Hi, I'm Tiana Scaffi and you're listening to my podcast, A Change of Perspective, where I talk all things health and fitness related. You'll hear a range of unique perspectives from others every single week. So sit back, relax and try to take this all in. Hey guys, welcome back to today's episode. I'm so excited because I have a very, very special guest today. Her name is Lindy Cohen. You guys may have seen her all over Instagram. She's got like over 120,000 followers on Instagram and one of Australia's most popular dietitians. She's basically the resident nutritionist on Channel 9's The Today Show. So you may have heard about her and she's very popular. So you probably have heard of her. Today I'm so excited because I will be, you know, talking about her story with her and she will be giving you tips and everything. So I can't wait for you guys to hear all about it and I hope you guys enjoy. Hey hi guys. So today I have a very special guest and her name's Lindy Cohen. And so we're just gonna get straight into the episode. So Lindy, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and why you actually decided to be a dietitian? Oh, hey there, guys. Um, so, I mean, that's a huge question to start off with. I, I, I got to tell you, I became a dietitian for all the wrong reasons. I was probably 11 when I was first realized that I was bigger than the other girls. And I started to notice like, you know, like they had these really thin thighs and my thighs, you know, rubbed together. And um, at that point, I was like, hey, cool. I, I see these photos and I, I want to be thinner. And so I started learning how to diet. And uh, at that point, calorie counting was really cool. And um, I stole my mom's calorie counter book and I became quite obsessed really quickly um, with how much I was allowed to eat and how much I wanted to exercise. And I started walking to school. I walked back from school. I started you know, basically having a competition with myself as how much weight I could lose. I saw multiple nutritionists, multiple dietitians who basically said to me, like, listen, you're actually not overweight your, your body is healthy um, but I understand that you probably want to be thin and I was like yeah that's what that's what's happening and so what would happen is I'd go to these nutritionists who'd weigh me once a week and the measure of my success was based on how much weight I lost and so really quickly I started doing pretty unhealthy things to try and look like you know the so-called healthy ideal um, by the time I was 17 I was so obsessed with what I was allowed and not allowed to eat and um, developed some really, to be honest, really crappy behaviors around food. Um, but every time I saw someone and they'd say something like, oh, you've lost weight, it would just encourage me to try and go further. Little did they know that I had, you know, done really, you know, hard, terrible things to my body for, a, a, you know, a few weeks. And that's why I looked the way I did. Um, and by the time I was 21, I, so that was, that's 10 years of dieting and obsessing and hating on myself, um, I realized that <laughs> I wasn't winning the fight. So every time I try to eat less, what would end up happening is I'd be really good all day. But then in the afternoon, I come home from school, I'd be ravenous. And so then I'd eat as much food as I possibly could. Things like cereal, and bread, and peanut butter straight from the jar, Nutella, Milo, like, and, and also healthy food. So, you know, bread and fruit and vegetables. It doesn't, didn't matter what food it was. I would just eat as much as I possibly could. I'd go to bed at night going, why did I mess up yet again? Why is everyone else able to stick to it when I can't? And 
then I'd wake up and go, right, tomorrow I have to be extra good. I have to make up for all the food I just ate. And so then I'd restrict even more and I'd be even more severe with what I was in, wasn't allowed to eat. And I, as you could see, I got stuck in the cycle. Every day was the exact same thing. I'd restrict and I'd binge and I'd restrict. And the whole time I thought there was something wrong with me, but actually it was, it was just the fact that I was, I was being so obsessed, so strict around food. That was the reason why I couldn't stop eating. And so by 21, I was categorically morbidly obese, right? Like I was this normal, healthy, weighted kid. And then I had basically dieted myself into obsession with food. And I thought to myself, this doesn't make sense. I know more about food than anyone. I am so, I try so hard and yet I've gained weight as a result of this. And I hate myself. I hate how I look. I go, go shopping for clothes or swimsuit shopping was the absolute worst. And I just hate on myself. So at 21, I was like, enough of this nonsense. I saw what was going to happen. Like if I didn't quit dieting, then I was going to spend the rest of my life like struggling with my weight. And I thought, you know what, what if I just stop trying to lose weight for the first time in my life? Because obviously that's not working. And I just start, started focusing on being healthy. And it took many years. It took at least a good year of me learning how not to diet. And then a few years later, by four years, I had lost 20 kilograms as a result of not focusing on my weight at all. It was just a byproduct of me focusing on being healthy. Um, yeah. And I just thought that was, that was really, it, it kind of changed my world. So to answer your question in a really long way, the reason I became a dietitian is because I had an eating disorder and I thought that no one's going to want to go and see a fat nutritionist, that it was going to help, help me ensure that I was the correct weight for my entire life. And through studying nutrition and dietetics, what I realized is that food is so much more than calories and how you look. It's, it's, it's complex and it's, you know, it's something that we do that makes us feel good. And, and it's about feeling good in your body when you feel healthy. Anyway, so by the end of my degree, by 21, when I graduated, I was like, okay, I can't be like one of those nutritionists or dietitians who I saw. I'm not going to go out there and give people eating disorders. I'm not going to tell people to restrict. I'm going to be the kind of person who actually teaches people how to be healthy. And I think there's a bit of confusion these days. People think healthcare professionals' jobs are to make us thinner, but it's actually just to make us healthier. And you'd be surprised. I think we all have this goal weight in our mind, you know, a size clothing we want to get to, a certain look we want to achieve. But when we stop focusing on our weight, our body's naturally going to, and we start focusing on just being healthy, your body's naturally going to find its own healthiest weight. That might not be the as thin as you think it should be, or it might be, you might need to gain weight to get your healthiest weight. So I think we've got to let go of this like perfect goal weight and start embracing what would happen if I just was healthy? What would happen to my weight then? That's, you know, that's actually funny because it's so similar to what I've been through lately. As in like how you started off, you said, you went to school and you wouldn't eat much and then it would come to after school and you'd eat heaps. And I remember exactly doing the exact same thing in probably a few years ago. I would not eat anything. I would come to school with a salad. I'd come with like carrot, cucumber and spinach and maybe, I don't know, a little bit of feta cheese and say it was lunch. I wouldn't have recess or anything. And then I'd come home. I would actually control myself I don't know how I did it like I was starving I would eat like 
rice cakes or something like that, something very small. And then it would come to dinner and I would eat so much that I would just feel sick every time it came to dinner. And the funny thing about that is my parents didn't know how much I ate during school. So they just thought I had this huge appetite when, I mean, I do have a big appetite, but it was not normal the amount I'd eat for dinner and it was not healthy at all. And I don't know if you, did you ever actually get diagnosed for like having an eating disorder or anything? Because I never actually got diagnosed, but I can already tell though that the eating habits that I had were very disordered. Yeah. And yeah, that's one of the problems. Firstly, to get diagnosed is pretty hard. Majority of people do not get diagnosed when they have an eating disorder. Firstly, because it's a, it's quite socially acceptable to eat healthily, you know, take a salad to school and everyone being like, oh my goodness, you're so good to lose weight. And your friends like, oh my goodness, how are you so skinny? As opposed to going, actually, there's some really twisted shit happening behind you. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear, but I just did. So, okay, cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like twisted things happening behind here. So um, I think a socially eating disorders, uh, unfortunately, can be socially acceptable when people just look at weight. And the other thing is to get diagnosed, you, you kind of need to tick a lot of boxes. Majority of us never get officially diagnosed, but I can tell you, I speak to people about what they eat all the time whenever I tell them what I do. And only once a year, when I meet, I'll meet one person who's, I think they're a unicorn because they have a perfectly healthy, normal relationship with, with food. Specifically women, we get so messed up out with food and it's so tied into how we look in our bodies and trying to you know typically be thinner that you know if you can most people have some degree of of a really crappy relationship with food where it's about not eating you know eating as little as possible and then what you know like what you're describing is is kind of a binge behavior and your parents just thought you were eating a lot your friends at school thought you were ultra healthy you probably go to bed at night well what, what did you go to bed at night thinking after you did have such so much to eat for dinner I actually, I don't really like remember because I feel like I'd obviously feel guilty. Like obviously you'd feel guilty after eating lots of food, but I think because I never ate that much during the day, I would always be like, oh, it's fine. I didn't actually eat that much. So like I earned it or something like that. Yeah. And you know what you do is you mess with your metabolism quite hugely because your body during the day would have thought, all right, she's in starvation mode. She doesn't have ample supply of food. So by the time you got to dinner, you were so uh, you know hungry, physically hungry for food, but emotionally you felt deprived. And then your body's going to go and store all that energy. One of the biggest mistakes we do when we're trying to get healthy, and even when we're trying to get, lose weight, is we undereat during the day. We do this thing where we're going to try undereat to lose as much weight as quickly as possible to kind of get that body. And all we end up doing is setting ourselves up for you know a binge. It sounds like what happened to you is you would eat that food in front of your family, but the majority of the times what happens is uh, secret eating. So what we do is we'll, let's say no one else is around and we'll sneak into the pantry and just see how much food we can get or um, you hide wrappers or you just sneak an extra like few teaspoons of peanut butter or Nutella or whatever it is. And so it kind of builds in this idea that you're not, not allowed to eat certain foods um, or you have parents. So you might have a parent who says to you, um, should you really be eating that? I, I, that's, that's kind of one of the things that happened to me. I had uh, my parents in my life who were trying to help me lose weight, 
by always commenting on what I ate. And I had these brothers who would eat all the food that they wanted. But, you know, while we had spaghetti bolognese for dinner, I would get like carrot noodles. And this kind of created this world where I felt like I was, you know, not allowed to eat. And so when no, everyone else was gone in my family, I would eat as much as I possibly could. So if anyone's listening, this is, this is, this is typically what we see with binge eating disorder. It is the most common eating disorder by a landslide. Now, you might not have pure eating, binge eating disorder. You might have a bit of orthorexic behaviors, which is when you're obsessed with being healthy um, with a bit of binging. And maybe sometimes you have days where you don't want to eat at all and, and you can stick to that. So a lot of the time we have a blending of a whole range of eating disorders. Uh, I just want you to know that if you are binge eating, it's not nothing wrong with you. There's, it's actually a very normal, natural response to not getting fed there's nothing wrong with your willpower in fact it's your body your body has your back your body's like i'm not gonna let this girl starve uh i care about you too much and so it basically seizes control over you and if you've ever had a binge you'll kind of feel you feel out of control you feel like <laughs> you know you shouldn't be doing it at the time but like you can't really stop uh and that's because you're not physically in control your body has taken over control because it's trying to protect you that that is so so true and i don't know if you've gone through this or you probably you're at a good stage but I feel like when you do fix that relationship with food yes it might be like fixed but it might not stay that way forever because obviously during COVID COVID did affect us all a lot in different ways I know I had a lot of extra time on my hands I was eating all my meals at home I wasn't really going out I wasn't seeing my friends and so I had this healthy relationship with food which I thought I did I was eating healthy all the time but then when it came to everything kind of coming back to normal I realized that my relationship with food may not have been as good as I thought because I then started going out more and then I would like wake up the next morning and I'd be like oh I did have a little bit more too much to eat and then I'd feel a bit guilty but then I don't know I feel like COVID just made me seem like I was so perfect and then I came out of COVID everything kind of got more realistic I felt a little bit guilty about it but now I'm starting to come out of that and it's something that I feel like it like continues you you always continue to you know fix that relationship with food but I don't know yeah for sure it's a it's a relationship right so like let's say you hang out with your best friend but you don't see them, you don't work on your relationship, you're not going to still be best friends. So it's the same thing with food and your body. Now, when we live in this world where you scroll on social media and you see these seriously beautiful girls and everyone's got like, you know, really flat, tight little stomachs and um, just like everything looks really perfect. And so often they've got plastic surgery and you're kind of looking at this life and they look like they've got so much money and their life looks so good. You can't live in this world that we live in and not feel guilty about food when everything around you is telling you you shouldn't be eating as much as you're eating. Um, or when you know when you look at people and they look so healthy and lean and that's kind of held up as what's perfect. But I tell you what, majority of people who you might see on the front cover of a magazine, you know, not like anyone reads magazines anymore, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, they they don't even look like themselves. To get on a magazine, firstly they have to already be a model or, so, or celebrity and then they go on this really intense regime where they just you know restrict what they eat and then they get photoshopped 
So even they don't look like the people who they are. And so I think we have this really distorted idea of how we're meant to look or we run into someone and they're like, they have this, what we think is the perfect body. And to maintain that perfect body, you know, a lot of the time you need to do really unhealthy things. We, our, our, our body ideal is so unattainable for the majority of people that it kind of creates a culture of self-doubt where you'd, you know, you'd eat one big meal and you go, oh my goodness, well, I'm now further away from that ideal. So you, it's a constant relationship that you need to work on. And uh, yeah, I, even I'm like I'm, I've been doing this work forever and then I still have days where I wake up and you go, oh, you know, I really wish I, I weighed a little bit less. Now, when those things happen, you got to have like just some strategies. So like back up. So one of the things I say to myself is it's not my job to look perfect all the time. Like I think as I have, you know, when you take a really bad photo, you're like, oh, I look terrible. That's okay. You will take good photos and you will take bad photos. Sometimes you'll catch a reflection of yourself in the mirror and you go, oh my goodness, I look terrible. Other days you'll be feeling yourself, looking in the mirror, feeling really hot. And that's perfectly okay. So in those moments, you just got to remind yourself of those kinds of things. Um, and then tune out of the stuff that makes you feel crappy about yourself. So if you're noticing these things that are triggering you uh, to not feel like you're doing okay, tune out of them, unfollow those people on social media who make you feel crap. If you feel like you are overeating, don't focus on, all right, how can I lose weight? Simply ask yourself, is there anything I can do to make myself feel good right now to feel healthy? And all you need is one little habit. Just focus on one little habit. Can I, uh, can I snack on fruit? when I'm feeling hungry as opposed to snacking on chocolate or can I, uh, you know, do some kind of exercise that I really enjoy instead of thinking, okay, how can I not eat as much tomorrow or how can I burn as many calories? Yeah. That's like, that's so similar to what I was actually going to ask you because those things like I agree completely, but like what actually was the one thing that made like helped you the most when it came to getting over those restrictive habits that you had, like what helped you the most? Yeah. So I think I thought that calorie counting was the way that I was going to control my weight. And these days it's like macro counting or, you know, like you go on a diet and it tells you, you can only eat like 12 almonds or something. So you yeah. Count out your almonds or, you know, you got to try and like be perfect. And what I, what I learned through studying nutrition is that actually how much energy your body uses changes every single day. So things like how well you slept, how much exercise you did, um, your hormones, uh, your the weather, <laughs> all these things impact how much energy you burn. So if we just try and work out, or right, how many calories do I need? How much, how little should I be eating? We're actually never getting it right. But your body has an inbuilt weight management system. And that is your hunger system. So its sole purpose is to tell you how much energy you need to eat. That's it. There's no other reason for hunger. And what we end up doing is we, we basically, nutritionism teaches us how to ignore our hunger. It says things like you have to eat regularly so that you keep your metabolism going. Or even things like breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Or it, um, you know, you can't have carbohydrates and certain, all these food rules, they make it really hard for us to simply tune into our hunger. But when you are able to just go, all right, I'm going to eat when I'm hungry. And when I'm not hungry, I'm not going to eat. Uh, then you're actually able to eat within 50 calories of how much your body actually needs. And that's kind of wild. So 
that's hugely, hugely accurate um, compared to something like calorie counting, which is inaccurate. So by simply tuning out of the diet noise and nonsense and tuning into your hunger, which is something you can take with you everywhere, you don't need to log it into an app, then you're going to be able to find you know, the healthy weight for you. And so that's what I did. I stopped listening to diets and I started listening to my body. I was like, all right, I'm going to wait till I'm hungry to eat. Sometimes that can be inconvenient. Sometimes it's not at the meal times or breaks or whenever you get them. But what you can start by doing is just pick a weekend and do this over the weekend. Wake up on a Saturday morning and go, right, I'm just going to wait till I feel hungry to eat. And then try to eat slowly and just see, all right, when do I actually get full? Sometimes you need a big breakfast. Sometimes you need a small breakfast. If you have a big breakfast, you might need a smaller lunch. And so naturally what's going to happen, it's going to fall into in line. And this is this whole idea is called intuitive eating. Um, and it's a kind of thing where it's like, listen, if you do one thing, just focus on listening to your hunger. Your body wants you to be a healthy weight. You have to understand that. And this inbuilt weight management system is all you need to help you get there. That, I'm actually obsessed with everything that you're saying because that is what I try to tell people all the time is just to listen to your body because I don't know, I'm, I know that I'm also because I'm young, I'm still at school, I'm also surrounded by girls and even my friends that come to school and like don't eat too much or I don't know, I know that like if they go out or something, I know the next day they like don't want to eat and like I'm surrounded by that all the time when I just and I see like people not eating much at all during the days as well and I just want to tell them like just listen to your body because your body is so so smart and it is telling you that it's hungry for a reason it's not just hungry because it's hungry like you genuinely need the food to give you that energy for sure so on the days when you are more hungry your body's burning more energy so you can kind of trust that lovely little system. Uh, and I think one of the biggest things that I learned the hard way is when you undereat, you slow your metabolism. So what ends up happening is because you're in starvation mode, when you do eat, your body is going to cling to those calories. It's going to go, oh my goodness, I don't get fed enough. Therefore, all this food is going to get turned into fat because let's say there is another famine, then I'm going to need these fat reserves. So all you do by undereating is you mess yourself up you get this really warped, crazy relationship with food. And so often what ends up happening is, is it, it never leads to sustainable weight loss. I tell you what, like a lot of people who I know, they sure you could lose weight on it temporarily, but most people can't maintain it because you can't maintain starvation. And especially by the time you get to your 20s or your 30s, uh, that's when we see people who've had this kind of like under eating behavior and we lead to like yo-yo dieting and struggling with their weight as you can see that's what happened to me by the time I got to 21 I just couldn't do it anymore yeah it's it's a hard thing and I I think this message that you're spreading about this all is amazing because I don't know I feel like you also need to go through it yourself to make like get a clear understanding of what like what it does to someone because Obviously, I could have gotten someone on to speak about, you know, binge eating and all that, but some like dietitians haven't actually gone through it themselves. And I feel like it's so much easier to, you know, talk to someone when you know it yourself and you've got your own experience. So I feel yeah. like hearing it from you like will help a lot of people because it's a lot more, I don't know, genuine and 
you, I, like I feel like you've like been through it so you would know like what you're talking about and it's so <laughs> similar to what I've been through too so yeah and, yeah and I think that kind of helps us realize that hey, as I said it's super normal um, one of the things that often happens with binge eating specifically is we end up binging on the very foods that we don't allow ourselves to eat. So sometimes we might binge on everything, like healthy foods included, and that's when we're just simply not giving ourselves permission to eat enough food in general. But if you are binging, you might notice that the foods you binge on are the foods that you shouldn't be eating. And so, um, <laughs> and, and so what ends up, what we need to do is we need to renormalize these foods. So especially if you're eating on it, eating them in secret. So like, as I said, hiding in the pantry, getting some chocolate in before anyone can see, you actually need to give yourself permission to eat those foods in your normal life. So reintegrate them. So when you're with your family, eat, eat those things and then don't beat yourself up over it. What I'm basically saying is you have to give yourself permission to eat these foods again. And one of the things people always ask me is like, well, if I give myself permission to eat these foods again, aren't I just going to eat everything inside and aren't I just going to want to like go crazy around food but if you think about it the exact opposite things happen so when you restrict these foods you can't stop eating them when you give yourself permission to eat them that's when you're actually able to find that healthy balance with them so your body doesn't want you to be unhealthy as I said it's super smart it doesn't want you to eat chocolate every single day so giving yourself permission to eat these foods you might actually eat a little bit of them but very soon you're going to go mm, I don't feel like eating this anymore um, and there's heaps of research and studies to back this kind of concept up, but you probably already know it. Let's say you go away for a week, you eat really crappily and you come back, you genuinely want to eat healthily again. And guilt aside, you're ready for some like fresher food, ready to feel a little bit better. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like I, I would know that as well because I went away and I didn't eat the best, but then I came home and I was just, you know, ready to eat a little bit healthier, but I don't know. I feel like once I've definitely grown over the past two months in the way that I, eat, and I think I'm eating a little, like I'm eating more initial initiatively. Is that how you intuitively. Say it? Intu <laughs> intuitively. I always say that later <laughs> Intuitively. I'm eating more intuitively lately than I was then maybe two weeks ago. Like I said, I was so good during COVID. Then I went out a little bit more because seeing my friends and stuff and then now I'm just getting like obviously I hate the word getting back on track but when I'm saying that I'm saying I'm eating a little bit healthier yeah but then I'm also listening to my body more than I was and actually you know like yeah. taking more care of what like I'm eating and not feeling guilty about anything that I'm eating if it's like too unhealthy I mean that sounds awesome I call it I call it getting back to basics and we all have that time where you're you're gonna you're gonna mess up, right? Like you, there will be days where you eat too much, and you wake up the next morning and you go, "I feel really fat, and I I need to do something about it, and I want to get back on track." When that happens, what you're gonna do is really resist that temptation to undereat because it's gonna be there. Something in you is gonna go, "All right, well, if I just like be extra good today, then I can try and outdo it." All we need to do in those moments, once we have that feeling, that temptation to diet. First thing, just start listening to your hunger. You just go, right, today I'm just really going to tune into my hunger. I'm going to wait to have breakfast until I actually get hungry. I'm going to wait for my next meals and just let your hunger guide you. It's okay to feel a little healthily hungry and then that's a cue to eat and stop when you feel full. And the second thing you then do is instead of focusing on all the things you're not allowed to eat, 
see if you can start to do what I call crowding. So what we're going to do is crowd in the healthier stuff. So instead of saying, oh, I'm not allowed to eat chocolate, okay, go, all right, well, I'm going to snack on fruit when I feel like having chocolate, right? So I'm going to have at least two pieces of fruit today. So I'm crowding in the fruit. Naturally, that way you crowd out the unhealthy stuff without obsessing about the foods you're not allowed to eat and creating lists of forbidden foods. Or you're like, right, I'm going to focus on eating five serves of vegetables today. Now, if you go to a restaurant or a cafe and you try and find something with five serves of vegetables, or at least like a couple of serves of vegetables, you're pretty much going to end up picking the healthiest thing on the menu. But instead of thinking, oh, I'm not allowed to eat, you know, chips, the thought was, okay, I want to eat more vegetables. It's a simple reframe. So you just get back to listen to your hunger and you're like, all right, I'm going to eat more of the healthy stuff. You do those two things alone. You're going to be feeling better really, really soon. I, I love those tips. I'm definitely going to be doing those more often. Like I love the five vegetables. Crowd it. Crowd yeah, it the in. Crowding, the crowding. <laughs> That's the name of the, yeah, you know that tip. I love that tip. I love both of them. Anyway, I don't want to cut this conversation too short, but I want to quickly get on to those listener questions. So I'm basically, I've got, how many, I've got like, I don't know. I've got questions. We don't have to do them all. See how long it takes us, but they should be pretty short and quick answers, hopefully. Uh, But I've got just a (laughs) bunch of those. You know how they call them hot? I don't know what they actually call them. They call them like fire questions or you know what? I don't know. I haven't been watching YouTube recently, but (laughs) on YouTube they do this quick hot questions. Hot question thing. We'll call Uh, it hot questions. (laughs) Hot questions. And so basically they're just going to be quick and I would say snappy, but yeah, quick and snappy questions. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I need to see ones that we actually haven't answered yet. All right. Oh, there's a lot of them we actually already have answered. So, all right. How do you have a productive day? Oh my goodness. Uh, I always start my day with a list. That's essential. I can't be productive without my list. And I diarize everything in my phone. If it's not my phone or I don't have a list, it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's, I love lists as was well. Was that snappy enough? <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that's perfect. I love lists as well. So I can't talk too much as well. I talk a lot. <laughs> All right. What are your, what's your number one health and wellness advice? Oh, uh, My number one health advice is to find exercise that you actually enjoy. Like not the exercise that you think you should be doing, not the one that burns the most calories, not the thing that is going to give you the best body, but the the exercise you actually want to do. Because the key to health and wellness is consistency. So anything you can do consistently is going to be the healthiest. And what do we do consistently? Things that we enjoy. So find exercise you genuinely enjoy, even if that is just going for a walk with a podcast like this one, uh, then do it. Find that sweet spot. I love that as well.
Yeah. How do you know how much food you should actually eat? Yeah. So right back to this hunger thing, your body's going to tell you. So um, one of the things I often teach is something called a hunger scale. So basically before you eat, we're trying to rank your hunger on a, a scale of one to 10. I actually have a YouTube video about this. It's called how I finally stopped binge eating. So you can go check that out. And that's where I share the hunger scale. And so all you do before, you know, it's time to eat, you go, how, how hungry am I? Sometimes what we do is we eat when we're peckish. We want to wait until we're actually hungry to eat because that's when our body needs the energy. And then when we feel satisfied, we stop eating until the next time we get hungry. It really is as simple as that. That is perfect. Okay. How, oh, this is interesting. This will be more to the older audience than I have. How do you stop yourself from binging after drinking alcohol? Um, yeah, it is a tricky one because when you drink alcohol, not only does it slow your metabolism in general, um, but it also makes you eat way more when you are actually drinking. And then afterwards, you the, the morning afterwards, you just want to eat everything. Uh, honestly, it's about making sure that you've actually got those healthy options on, on hand. If you're drinking many times a week, this can actually turn into a bit of a bit of a, a problem. So as I said, what we do is start focusing on crowding and more of those healthy stuff. So wake up the next day and go, right, can I, you know, at least maybe try crowding a little bit of fruit, even if it does mean that I'm having something with a little bit of grease and a little bit of carbohydrates to make myself feel better. Um, okay. How how do you like start forgetting about calories like when it's at the back of your mind yeah and it's tough because I still remember the calories of everything um I think what you need to realize is that when you have something that's higher in calories it actually makes you feel more full so let's say I had a really creamy um I don't know yogurt or something with like heaps of muesli and like fruit and it was really filling because it's got higher calories, it's actually going to help me probably feel full for a longer period of time. I'm probably going to feel fuller quicker because it's very rich. So let's say we have something like with cheese in it, we tend to feel fuller quicker. And so I think we often have this idea that less calories is better, but actually let's say like, let's talk about your lunch that you used to take to school, a bit of a miserable, sad lunch, by the way. Uh, some can, can we all just agree to stop eating sad, boring salads? Because that no one wants sad, boring salads in their life. You need the stuff that actually makes you want to eat salads, like salad dressing and, and cheese and croutony bits and all that yummy stuff. Yes. Um, anyway, I digress. Your sad salad wasn't going to keep anyone full for any period of time. So yes, it didn't have that many calories in it, but at the end of the day, it wasn't actually helping you be sustain you. When we eat foods that are actually richer and we tune into our hunger, they do keep us full for a longer period of time. So fewer calories is not better. What we're looking for are foods that actually make us feel satisfied. And that's when you're going to actually be able to eat the right amount of energy for your body, not when you're eating sad, sad salads. That, that's just so true. <laughs> yeah, and that was a really sad salad. <laughs> so depressing please no I don't know how I did it like I was thinking back I was like I didn't even eat that like chocolate like I think I would have like this vegan chocolate or there was a point where I had no chocolate and now I think how did I do that like I, don't I mean know. is that really a life that you want to lead like I don't want to live a life without bread or pasta or chocolate exactly. like that is 
not the world I want it for myself. Oh, I have bread all the time. I when people say bread is like really bad for you, I that is like my biggest pet peeve. Like, I yeah, can we just out. okay? Bread is not bad for you. Exactly. Like, can can we just go over that? Like, no one goes, oh, I really struggle with my weight because I eat bread. Uh, we most of us struggle. You know, you struggle with your weight if you're eating too much junk food. To be honest, that's that is the problem. That's the thing to like get on top of. Bread is not a junk food. It's an everyday food. Something that you can have multiple times a day. Just pick some healthy toppings. Even something it's, like peanut butter. At least it has protein in it. Avocado, all the yummy stuff. Exactly. And to finish off, I'll do a quick fun one. What is your favorite go-to healthy meal? Uh, healthy meal. Or oh, my favorite change, food is. Should we change it to <laughs> day on a plate? Like your go-to like day on a plate. Okay, what I eat on a day. So, uh, my husband makes me coffee with chocolate on top. You know, like there's like yummy flakes. Yeah, um, oh, yum. Yeah, I'm living life. They're Lynn chocolate, and I love it. And it, it brings me joy. And food should always bring us joy. And then I have a green juice that my husband also makes. And yes, he is amazing. Uh, and so it's it's I've gotten used to it over the years, but it's not that super sweet um, but it was when I started so once you get the habit you can kind of you know take steps to make it healthier uh, breakfast I eat a usually they make um, lunchtime I have probably a really like legit salad or like rice paper rolls or like my sushi whatever there is and yeah it's so good huh oh and I then have- I'm snacky on some fruit in the afternoon uh yeah. Oh, I have like rice paper rolls. Like literally, whenever I'm home, I make them. Like if I have the chance, I make rice paper rolls. <laughs> they're my favorite. Yeah, they're actually not that hard to make, huh? It's so good. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, I'm probably having some yogurt. I'm having some fruits. I do get quite hungry in the afternoon when I. So I, I you know, what we often do is we go. Like, oh, I need to try to be good, and I'm going to have a light snack. If you need to have a proper, decent snack, like a piece of toast with avocado and a piece of fruit and a yogurt, and that's what's going to what it's going to take to make you feel full in the afternoon, so that you don't binge later, then you have to do that. And then dinner time is just all about getting in as much vegetables as I possibly can. After dinner, I'm definitely having at least two pieces of chocolate because it brings me joy once again. And then I start it all over. again. Again. and then on the weekend I'll eat a little bit more like whatever you know I eat out I get takeaway I do all these things I might have some ice cream yum 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 uh I also have a YouTube video about what I eat on in a day if you want to go have a, a deeper deeper look it's actually what I eat in a week which gives you a big oh. picture of how it all comes together I'm going to go watch that after this <laughs> sure. uh, anyway thank you so much for coming on I feel like you are basically an older version of me because you've been through so many similar things. And I just, I hope everyone takes all this advice and actually listens to it and tries to learn from our mistakes because, I mean, I feel like it's hard to learn from other people's mistakes if you don't really go through it yourself, but please try because the advice that Lindy has said today is amazing and I wish I had listened to this earlier um to finish off I always say this last thing and basically it's one goal or one um yeah it's a goal that we give to the listeners and basically last week I did find like a new workout that you actually enjoy and try doing that 
for like at least two times this week or something like that. It's just a fun like little goal that people can have in the back of their heads. Like maybe it's eat like a fear food or something like that. And we give them that for the week and then they go off and try that. So what cool. goal do you have? Okay. All right. So what I'm going to say is, yeah, you have to give yourself permission to eat something that you've kind of taken off limits and eat it in front of someone, especially if there's someone in your life who you feel like is, you know, a body bully or like tries to comment on what you eat. You need to like show that it's okay for you to eat those certain foods. And if it's yourself, if you're the one who's restricting yourself, and you just have to sit down and you eat it and you eat it with joy and afterwards don't beat yourself up over it okay just become really aware of that little voice inside your head that says crappy things to you after you've eaten and what you can do is you can jot down those thoughts and very soon you're going to start to find a pattern and if we get on top of that mean girl because she's the one who's basically getting you to do you know all these crazy things we just do that so write down your thoughts after you eat and you'll be doing a lot better oh and one more thing um i always say this to people but you know, be healthy, but don't sacrifice 95% of your life just to weigh 5% less, right? Always keep coming back to that. It's simply not worth it. You don't need to eat sad salads. You just got to be a little bit healthier. I love that so much. And you know what? I'm going to try that goal as well because, I mean, I already ate most of what I want, but I'm still going to keep that at the back of my mind and I hope everyone else tries it. Um, I feel like my goal maybe for everyone is trying to think of something that we talked about today. Um, oh, to basically, if it comes to afternoon or like you're at school or something and you're quite hungry, but you're telling yourself that you shouldn't be hungry, please go have a snack or something that will actually fill you up. Even if it's something high in calories, it might fill you up for longer, like Lindy said. So next time you are hungry, please eat something because your body is telling you that for a reason. Yeah. And you might avoid a binge later. So at the end of the day, you're actually going to be doing a really smart thing by your body. Exactly. Anyway, thank you so much, Lindy, for coming on. I hope everyone has learned a lot and yeah. Thanks for having me. And if you guys, uh, if you want, you can check me out on Instagram. I'm nude underscore nutritionist or read my book, The Nude Nutritionist. I think it's at Aldi at the moment for like $10 or something. So just- Aldi has the best things. Yeah. Aldi has like everything. Aldi's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So good. Anyway, make sure to check that out and thank you guys for listening.